Praise the Lord tonight. Welcome to Bible study. We give God praise this evening <clears throat> for another time with the Word of God. First Thessalonians. The grand norm of the Bible is the Word, sorry, of, of, of Christian faith is the Word of God. So we have nothing else to look at except the Word. And um, we always take time out. Let's go to our study point today. Turn with me to First Thessalonians chapter 4. And to me, I want to say, say something very important tonight. First Thessalonians 4. We've come a long way. And uh, we're continuing from where we stopped. We are, in, we are in verses 11, and we've been looking at verses 11 and 12. And um, we're going to stay here for a while. Uh, Paul was writing to the church here by the Spirit of God because a particular issue was raised. And um, those issues are still relevant till, till today. Um, one of the things you discover in the epistles, especially when Paul writes, is to answer some questions as they are raised or things he observes that aren't, aren't going well or is not being done right. And then he will correct them. And because in the Bible, you will not find any particular chapter or book where the total um, sum of the doctrine of Christ is enumerated. You can't find any particular scripture, any particular chapter or book in the Bible. Salvation or soteriology is not found in one scripture. You find it across the Bible. Um, so you find everything like that. So Paul was answering questions from people. And um, and he was pointing out to them what they ought to be doing um, when some things comes up. So there, there, there are things we ought to do when we are faced with a particular issue as God's children. And so, chapter 4, verse 11, talks about the believer... If you can tell me there, verse 11 says, and, and, and that you start to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. So, if he says, as we commanded you, it means some people are not doing the commandment. And um, that's very important for us to note. Um, God wants us to follow his command. Now, that brings me to a point. His, his work a commandment of God, walking. And by walking, it means doing things you can exchange value for. Uh, you can be uh, a professional or an artisan, whatever you do, something that value is exchanged for. And that's what work is there. Something that people will appreciate and exchange value for. Does God command that? 
and I want to say tonight, emphatically yes. More than command, God also did work. So work is part of the nature of God. Um, God is not commanding us to do what he has not done or what he is not doing. In fact, Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his what? Workmanship. Now, if we are his workmanship, it means he is still working. Amen? If we are his workmanship, and notice, maybe we will go there. That means God walked before the beginning to the beginning and he's still working. Praise God. He's still working. Um, Ephesians 2 10 says, For we are his work or we are his creation. That means he's, he's recreating people even until now. So God is not is not is not sitting down. God is not an idol God. Amen. Our God is not an idol God. Our God is a work God. God has a work ethos. And so he commanded us to do likewise. So if 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 we are his workmanship or that we are the creation of his or we are the work of his hands, we right now, it means tomorrow anyone that gets born again also is a result of God's work. And no wonder Paul wrote to Titus, Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Not by what we have done that we got saved, but by his mercy he has saved us by the renewal and the regeneration of who? Of the Holy Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit that is doing the work in us. So God is working. In fact, Jesus said, My Father walketh, he tattoo. I walk. Now it means my father is not I do. He's walking. Actually, I'm taking after him. So it is it is it is it is an aberration for a child of God. Now that's a problem with the church at Thessalonica. They weren't working because of their belief, however wrong about the coming of the Lord. With me tonight to Genesis chapter number two. Now I'll hold on to this scripture. John chapter 5, verse 17 says, My father walketh, he that too, I also walk. I love that. It means our God is still walking. You can't be idle, sir. You know, like a boy, your father say, that is who, who, okay, I don't know the English. Who are you taking after? Uh, so, we're saying this tonight to, to explain to us the, the mind of God. Genesis chapter 2, I want to read from verses 2, sorry, from verse 1. Now, someone asked, uh, God is walking. Do you know that the plan of God actually is for us is to walk until we die? John the Beloved walked until he died. Your walk, your walk direction might change as you grow older. But you cannot sit down idle and, and, and no, you must, be, you must be engaged. 
Now, if even at your old age you want to engage, how much more when you are young? You know, we, we, we find believers, we find people, and, and that's the reason sometimes I wonder when you find Christians on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday coming to prayer meetings, prayer meetings of fire against my enemy, prayer meetings of success to change hands. On Monday morning, you find believers. In fact, those premises are sometimes at 11 o'clock or 10 in the morning or 9. Tuesday or Wednesday, you see them. Sometimes they will close their shops. And some, they will put people in the shops. Sometimes they, they, sometimes they won't lie to be able to attend such prayer meetings. I'm not against prayer meetings. But don't put it at your work time. God wants you to work. Uh, because it's a work, God. God has a work ethos. Stop being lazy. You see, when you don't work, you're a lazy person. Yeah, that's the truth. Ah, Pastor, I've not found job. No, you're looking for what you want. Sometimes you don't get what you want. Whatever comes to your hand to do, Bible says, whatever comes to your hands to do, do it as unto the Lord. Sometimes it's because you are choosy. That's the reason you've not gotten something yet to do. For he that is faithful in little is faithful in much. Don't be choosy. Don't say, ah, no, this don't be fitting. No, always learn to start from somewhere. The will of God for you is that you walk with your hands. Let me read verse 1 now. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Who finished them? God. And on the seventh day, God ended his what? His work. Please know those words. Which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work. Which he had made. Verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he had rested from all his work. Which God created and made. Now you see, from these verses, you found work appear three or four times. You see, the problem is we want, you see, when you are not working, you are resting. And the condition to rest is after you've worked. So you cannot be resting while you should be working. The order of God is work. And in fact, God didn't even rest. God, God just rested and continued. It's like God took time out to, you know, to just rest for a while and then continue the work. So God actually did not really, really rest in that sense. Because he's still working hitherto. tattoo. Jesus said so. My father is working hitherto. tattoo. I am working. And so it's a command of God. And that's why I, I, I admonish everyone. And everyone to be hearing me, I'm, I'm admonishing you. Don't quit working. Find something your hands to do for is the will of God. Is the will of God. Now I'll i build up tonight gradually. Um, let's read that same scripture tonight of our text. First, first Thessalonians. First Thessalonians, chapter four. 
read the level again and that you study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands what has been commanded you so we you, you work with your own hands that which is being commanded in fact the lapas said that mind your own business it means pay attention to what you're doing as a child of God who is an employee an employee is somebody who is who works for another person an employee is somebody that gets people to work for him whichever way the Bible has a word or two for you and maybe tonight I will read both the part of the employee and the employer a little bit to let you see what the thinking of God is for you it says mind your own business it means pay attention to your business, to your work. Don't do it as is Shabiz is own. No, do it as unto the Lord. You are an analyst. Don't don't analyze because you are. The Bible says as believers, we don't work as unto men. We do what we work as unto the Lord. Though we are serving men, but actually, in the real sense of it, we are serving God. So, as you want others to do unto you, do also unto them. So, if you are an, an, an employee, you work for your employer as though you are the, you are the employer. How would, you work some, how, how would you love someone to work for you? That's how you two should work for the next person. You are in church. You are a worker. You are serving God. Assuming you are the head pastor, how would you want the people under you to serve? That's how you should serve. Not for man's commendation. For man's commendation will make nothing but God's own commendation. And so if you are if you are if you are if if, if you are in a school teaching, don't teach because mm, I'll just do it. How much are they paying me? Yes, you know how much are they paying you before you, you took the job. No, you knew how much they're gonna pay. So don't change your the stance of your loyalty because other people in this in the school you're teaching are complaining you knew what they would what terms of your engagement is and if they're keeping to it you work to the law and so it's important here to to cultivate and mind and build what god has committed into your hands both as employee and employer god wants this for you talk with you tonight let me show you something here if i come back Let's turn our Bibles to uh, <coughs> Colossians. Uh, thank you, Lord. Chapter 4, verse 1, and then Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, Ephesians 6. Okay, or rather, let's start from Ephesians 6, from verse 1. And I'm going to show you this tonight so you know the thinking of God. You see, we are the body of Christ. And as a church of Jesus, who Christ is coming back for, we have, we have an ethos that we, we ought to follow as God's children so that the name of Christ is not evil spoken of. So the things of God is not abused. Let me read from verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 6. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mightest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Verse 5. Servants, or put it there, employees. Be obedient to them that are your masters, your employers, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in singleness of heart, as unto Christ. Do you hear that? It didn't say consider their their religious belief. Ah, my boss is Hindu, therefore I will obey him. No. Ah, my boss is a Muslim, therefore I will obey him. No. My boss is this or that, therefore I will obey him. No. God says, as long as that is where you are walking. You have to obey him in tandem with the description of the job. Hallelujah tonight. But when he comes and says to you, okay, now before you can walk here, everybody must follow me to my shrine. Yeah, at that point, you take a stance for God. You get the point. But if that doesn't come up, no, you fall. In fact, be the best. I might never know that that's how the Lord will shine his, his, the light of the gospel to his heart or her heart. So, God is saying to you as, 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 as believers, don't join people in your workplace to form clique and, 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 and party to destroy where you work. Because if people form such clique and destroy what you have, will you be happy? No. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it says, it says, it says, servants, be obedient to your your own employers or your masters, according to the flesh, that means in the body, with fear and trembling, in silence of heart as unto Christ. Now see that verse six, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God. Now, do you know that you are a servant of Christ in that place? Now, this is all. Can you imagine that? So, as an employee, you are actually more than an employee. You are actually a servant of Christ in that organization. You are Christ's representative. So, if you are in the Federal Ministry of Finance, you are Christ's representative. If you are in, in Petroleum, you are Christ. Wherever you are as a believer, you are not called to lead a compromised life. Hallelujah. Now, when you live this life, will it be easy for you? Absolutely not. But will Christ be, be praised for it? Absolutely, yes. Even your enemy also will know that you are actually doing the right thing. Uh, praise God. Doing the will of God from your heart. Verse 7 says, With good will, doing service as unto the Lord and not unto men. You see that? Good will. Doing service as unto the Lord and not men. So, the men you see there actually are not just there. God put them there. So, sir, so, so this work is in two phases. The one you do with yourself and the one you do with people is part of your work. You do it as unto the Lord. And you see, let me show you something tonight in Philippians 1 verse 27. This Bible of mine doesn't have it. Please, man. You help me read Philippians 1, 27 tonight. Let me show something there as I make progress. Uh, other things. Are you there? Please read. Read. 
conversation. Now that word conversation, okay, is is an old word which means your lifestyle. Yeah, let me have it in the amplified on the group. But 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 please read. Go ahead and read. Just give me on the platform so I read from here. Go on. Only let your conversation, your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. Yes. That whether I come and see you yes. or hear us be yeah. absent, yes. and may hear of your affairs, your affairs. that this time pass in one spirit, yes. with one mind, yes. striving together yes. for the faith of the gospel. Next, 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 next verse. 28. 28. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries. Now, look at that. In nothing terrified by your by your by your uh, your colleagues why are they your adversaries because they are not following the principles of Christ you see that read down for me tonight read down which is to them, to them? An evident token of perdition so hold on so your life actually is judging them Your life is God wants the believers to live right. There's no excuse you can give for 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 compromise. Please also give me this scripture in in in, in the amplified in verse twenty nine also. But let me read here. And in no way be alarmed or intimidated in anything by your opponents, for such constancy and fearlessness of your part is a clear sign, a proof, and a seal. For them of their impending destruction, but a clear sign for you of deliverance and salvation, and that too from God. If I have a twenty-nine to have, okay. For you have been granted the privilege for Christ's sake, not only to believe and completely trust in Him, but also to suffer for His sake. And so that you are experiencing the same kind of conflict which you saw in me and you. All right, but but let's 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 hold on there. So he's saying here that. We must stand for what is right. Wherever you find yourself, I told you the story of mine. You know, this, this, this will not be easy for you to do as a believer. But this is what makes you stand out. This is what makes you stand out as the ambassador for Christ. Amen. It's hard today to stand like this in this world. But the harder it is, the better it is for us. So as you are working for your employer, it is not him you are working for. God put you in there to shine as light. So when you come to the office in the morning, you get there 8.10, don't clock 8, 7.59. But don't make a habit of coming late to office. It is not for you. You are a different kind. Hallelujah tonight. This is God's expectation. And that's why Paul was sent to the church here in Thessalonica. Um, he says here, walk with your own hands and earn your living. Okay, I said I want to share something with us in Colossians 4. Okay, don't be there. Colossians 4, verse 1. Verse 1. It says, now, you know, I spoke about 
employees. Now I want to talk about employers. So tonight you are in church, you are an employer of labor. See what the Lord said about you. You say masters or employers of labor or entrepreneurs. Give unto your staff that which is just and equal. Please, sir, let me have that too in the Amplified if I can find it. Give what is just and equal. Wow. Beautiful. So God does not expect it to, to underpay. Amplified says, Masters, on your part, deal with your slaves justly and fairly. Now, change the word slaves there to employees. You must deal with them justly and fairly. What does just and being fair or equal means? You know. It means don't, don't even pay them based on the industry practice. Sometimes the, the practice of the industry actually is a, a concoction of wicked company. You see that? Sometimes some folks will sit down and concoct something that you know is not just. Um, if there are no penalties in your industry to follow the, the you know, like Nigeria now, they have come, come west, or what's it called now? Um, payment, postulated revenue formula for all federal government workers. But if your own business is such that you know what is just. Now, someone showed me recently, someone came to clean his house and they said the fee is one five to clean. If you one five is too small, what would you be wondering about it? And he said, sometimes I have people come to work for me, something that how much do I give me? When they tell me the price, in my heart, I don't say anything. This is small. In my heart. I just, so you know what is right. So God says, you Christian employers, Christian entrepreneurs, don't deal with your staff like worldly entrepreneurs will do. Now, that does not mean that pack all your money and give them. No, you go out of business. No. But you know what is fair, just, and equal. So the way God addressed the employers, he addressed also the employees. So stand on the ground. Encourage them to do more. Don't talk down on them. Don't, don't denigrate them. Don't intimidate them. Don't live an intimidating lifestyle. You know what it says in that scripture? Let me show you. It says, knowing that you also have what? A master. In fact, you too, you are a slave. You are just a, a higher slave. Or you to you are an employer. You are just number one of the employers. Just like, you know, sometimes, uh, even in the church setting, when Peter was writing, talk with me to First Peter chapter 5. Let me show you something there. Uh, First Peter chapter 5. I want to show you something just to elaborate this point. So you know, and, um, and then we don't think of ourselves more highly than we ought. Very important. Hallelujah. All right. I, 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 I want to read verses 3 and 4 of First chapter 5. But before I read it, um, if, you, if, you, if you observe in the 
rep chamber of the assembly in the senate the senate president is always called the first among the equals they are totally equal before god you are all equal you know today i went with my wife to to a clinic um for myself and then while we're there they said we should go and buy something i, I wasn't feeling very hungry but said no you must eat something okay let's go and buy a drink so i went there we saw two women two flying women and they were talking plain and i told my wife said these women are created actually in the image and the likeness of god we are not better than them nobody is better or superior to the next person the same life i'm telling you the same blood your your house help is not is not inferior to you you are just privileged your gate man actually can in the next one because you don't know what happens next can become the md of the company anything is possible as long as god is and he has made man he didn't make any man superior to any other therefore don't don't intimidate anybody don't don't make anybody look less than he is as christians we understand that so in church i don't look down on anyone we are all equal before god but god has set hierarchy for the purpose of order hallelujah let me read to you my first peter 5 verses 3 and 4 neither has been lords now wow i love this you are not anybody's lord chebi is to walk and chop is workshop you to you are chopping i'm chopping so give me a work to do i give it when i finish doing the work you pay me and i go but in spite of that you can actually build up a word relationship with the person so the person gets connected to you the life of god god's love flows but all this is about your work so you must find something to do some who are very very unfriendly at work even as christians very very lazy at work so when there's a need to sack it is they are first on the list in fact they sack them while working like Paul says it says while they are dead while living they they've been sacked if i said but they they are gone they're looking for opportunity to effect it you must be friendly and serve verses 3 and 4 will not make more sense on the on the from verse 1 let me from verse 1 the elders which are among you i exhort whom also am an elder or am a leader or am a pastor and a witness of the sufferings of Christ as i saw Christ suffer and was with him and also a particular of the glory that will be revealed feed the flock of god which is among you taking oversight thereof not by constraint but willingly not for filthy lucre but for of ready mind verse 3 neither has been lost over god's heritage but examples to the flock and when the chief shepherd shall appear he shall receive a crown of glory now there's a chief shepherd that means there's the, you to have a superior hallelujah tonight so as 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 entrepreneurs and employers you must know as God's children and I'm talking to people too who who also be employers in the future you to have a master as a child of God and you know even as as an unbeliever they know they have masters and who is your master the devil that's why they go to meetings in clandestine time in in in, in low hours 
You know, there's something Yoruba they call agokikiki. Small small hours. You know, agokikiki. One, two, three. There's small small time. That's that's bad odd hours at night. They too have their own lords. They worship Satan, but we worship God. So we know. Let me run tonight, but I'm going to say that God wants you to work. Read me tonight, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 9. I read earlier. Let's turn there. I'm going to read Proverbs 10, verse 4. And Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. I'm going to read three scriptures tonight. We start from Proverbs 18. This is the will of God for you. So what did now when I finish tonight, I will come to a point where I will I will I will now you know conclude on this thought line tonight. Proverbs chapter number 18. Proverbs 18 verse 9. He also who is lawful in his work. Is a brother to him that is a great waster. Now, he that is slothful in his work. Now, this person, maybe he's even working, but he's slothful. Is a brother of someone who is wasting away. How much more somebody who is not even working at all? So God is saying invariably, let everyone, let every man, let every husband. Let every man work. Your wives can support you, but don't let your wife, or rather, don't support your wife. Okay, that's that, that better way to put it. Your wife can support you, but don't support your wife. God has called you as a man of the house to take charge. You must work. That's the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 10, verse 14. Let me say it again. Your wife may support you, but don't support your wife. It is unscriptural. It's unchristianly. Proverbs 10. Just back down a bit. Proverbs 10. Verse 4. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. The hand of the diligent maketh what? Rich. But anyone who is slack with his hand will become poor. So, what is the will of God for you? is to deal with your hands that which is profiting. Proverbs 13 verse 4 Proverbs 13 verse 4 The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing but the soul of a diligent shall be made fat. You see, one thing with life, either you have or you don't have, you only desire something. But the Bible says of the Christian, you must not be a sluggard. Challenge yourself today. 
Make up your mind today. Say, Lord, open my eyes to see what I can do. There's something you can do. There's a training you can go for. There's a refresher course you can take. Do you know today there are many need areas in the life in life that that people are waiting for someone to to create value so they can exchange wealth for. It is God's command that you work. God didn't suggest it. Maybe before I begin to run this tonight, go go with me to Proverbs. I mean, sorry, Genesis chapter two. Give me the in the Amplified. Genesis chapter two, verse fourteen and fifteen. Okay, Genesis two. Hold on. Um, give me. Verse 15. Give me in the Amplified. This is the will of God. In the Amplified, if I can find it. Okay. So the Lord God took the man. Now you notice it's the man he took. You see, in the Christian home, the order is this. The man should work. The woman takes care of the home. But the woman can also do enterprising things to support the man. The design of God is the man take the lead. And the woman takes care of the home. But while she's doing that, she can engage in enterprising activities that can bring financial impute to support the man. So God did not design the man to support the woman, but the woman to support the man. But let me read this scripture for you. So the Lord took the man he had made and settled him in the Garden of Eden to what? To cultivate. Now, the word the dress means cultivate and keep it. Are you with me tonight? So, God wants you to cultivate your land. God wants you to keep your land. God doesn't want you to loaf. You need a loafer going from place to place. No. As I close tonight. God's will for you is that you live depending on no man. In the sense of staying with someone perpetually all your life. But you can start out depending on people. Depending on the circumstance you find yourself but never remain dependent all your life. You can start, somebody can be a sort of help to you. You can stay with somebody for a while. You can call a friend for a while. You can, you can attach with someone for a while. You can attach with someone for a while. I said, you can attach. Attach for a, for a short season while you find your feet. 
Joshua chapter 1. You can attach with someone for a while. You can partner with someone for a while. But sometimes the reason partner with someone for a while is not possible because some, some Christians lack character. They lack character. They lack strength. Joshua 1. We're going to read verses 12 to 15. Let me show you tonight. Let me read. And to the Rubenites and to the Gagadites and to half tribe of Manasseh speak Joshua, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the son of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God had given you rest and had given you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed, all the mighty men of valor, and help them. You see that? That means there are times you need help in your life. When you need help, don't put a posture as though you don't need help. You know, some people don't, don't want to be helped. They feel it's embarrassing to ask for help. From their friends, you can ask your friend, please. So I see you are doing this. Please, I need help. How how can I how can you help me to find something to do? Which area of interest do you think I can I can I can I can push forward to? I seem not to to have an idea, but can you just give an idea of what you think? Ask for help. It says it says here and 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 and. And help them until the Lord had given your brethren rest and had given as he had given you. And they also have possessed the land which the Lord never given them. So you see, God told them, I have given you this land. But they needed an external help to bring them into their own land. So sometimes God has called you into wealth. But you need help. You need counsel. You need you need, you need to be guarded. And you must seek for that guidance. You must make up your mind to, to want to do. <coughs> Excuse me. It's the will of God. For you. Like we read in the Bible tonight. That you find something doing. Study to be quiet. Do your own work, mind your business, and you may have what to eat and give. I want to employ you tonight to, to till towards the word of God. in your heart what area of business or work to pursue don't discount because it's not fitting what well, to you it's not befitting I can't begin to tell you right now the things I've done in that sense that it's not befitting but in any case I press on and today is history 
if there's one thing God wills for you today is that you find something to do. Stop going from place to place. Stop, 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 stop going from house to house with no aim in mind. In fact, it's when you don't have work doing that you have all time to yourself. God says, redeem your time. Make good use of your time as God's children. Let me put in this one scripture tonight and then I'll pray. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Thank you, Lord. Chapter 9. Verse 8. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. But how do you have sufficiency in all things? It's when you have something doing. So God wants you to be a blessing to his church, a blessing to your community, to your neighbors, to those around you. But you can't be the true blessings of God when you don't have something doing. God wants you to succeed financially. But the way he has designed it is for you to what? To work with your own hands. So tonight, you've seen the will of God. Let something spark in your spirit. Let something ignite in your soul. Let a desire well up in your mind and in your heart. Let a force push you. And you arise from where you are right now and begin to desire what God would want you to do. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. I read and then we close. And that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. So God did not call you to depend on others perpetually in your life. He said that ye might lack nothing. So the way you don't lack anything is by what? Walking. The Lord will give you more grace wisdom and insight as a Christian. Don't allow church program take you from your work. Don't allow spiritual meetings deprive you of, 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 of being present in your place of work. Don't allow anything, anything whatsoever. Everything has their own place. Don't leave your duty post Wednesday morning, Monday morning that you're going for one, 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 one entering the glory rest. God says, walk with your hands diligently. For a man whose hand is slack, 
will end up being poor. It's a principle, it's a law. It was a law you said you motion, you can't change. Whatever the area of a gifting is, work on it, develop it. Don't procrastinate. Don't shit you tomorrow. Whatever talent you have, polish it and use it to the glory of God. But don't sit down idle. Engage yourself. Get busy. Get working. For it is the will of God for you, Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, I've just shared your word with your children. Lord, beyond what I can do as a man, I pray, Lord, that you will, you will step up the hearts of your children. As many as need these words, cause this teaching tonight to steer them up. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We we'll bless your wonderful name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you tonight. We will see you again on Saturday. Same time by the grace of God, 8 p.m. Let's stay prayed up. Let's 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 rest well. And um, the grace of God will be with us tonight in Jesus' name. God bless you all. See you again on Saturday, 8 p.m. In Jesus' name. Amen.